everyone. This is Paula. And this is Alex. And we are your hosts for the podcast Deep Space Gay. Do it. Engage. Fascinating. Steady as she goes. So today we have another character episode for you. And I'm really excited about this one because last week, for some reason, no, not for some reason, but it got a little... It got a little serious and I think today we're going to have some more fun because we're going to be talking about a character and I think I'm going to be speaking for the both of us when I say he's one of our favorite characters on the original series. He's a lot of fun just, you know, to watch on the show and that is going to be favorite Scotsman, Scotty. Um, I think Alex is probably going to deliver some of the more historical more of the character facts again um not quite sure how she's planning to structure that i'm sure you're going to tell us in a second oh yeah um so what i'm planning to do today is first give a little introduction to montgomery scott um tell you all about who he is what he's doing or what he is going to do as it is in the future And then um, we're going to do the same thing that we did with our Pavel Chekhov episode. And I'm going to quiz Paula on the history, like maybe history and like on fun facts of Scotland. And how I'm going to do this, I'm going to explain later because I, yeah, I don't have to explain it twice then. And yeah, um, do you have anything to add or can we just start right away? I don't think I've got anything. I think we just drive right in <laughs> okay so um i think most of you listening to this know who scotty is um he has become one of the most famous characters i think of star trek because everyone has seen him before and um with him being a member of the tos crew he has gotten extremely popular in the last 50 years um for those of you who don't know much about him let me tell you um so his full name is montgomery scott And once again, Star Trek was a, like they had a strike of genius and they were like, yeah, but we're going to name our only Scottish person Scott because, <laughs> yeah, that's what, like, yeah, we're so clever. And he was the chief engineer on the Enterprise under the command of Kirk. And he also was a tactical officer and later on became um, a captain. And he was born in 200, no, in 2222. And he joined Starfleet in two, 2241. And um, we don't know exactly where he's from, but in the movie Voyage Home, um, they reference as part of his 1980s cover story that he was born in Edinburgh. So I don't know if this is like true, true, because they never ever mention it again. But um, as far as we are concerned, I think he's from there. Um, yeah, following his, um, like with Scotty... A lot of the times I feel like his life became even more interesting after he left the Enterprise and after he left this whole Starfleet career behind. Um, I think this is something we will both later on also talk about. But um, basically, he following his retirement, he is traveling with the USS Janolin to the Norpen colony to retire there. And um, there is an incident which is um, like they find a Dyson sphere. Sphere. Th How do you pronounce that word? <laughs> sphere? Sphere, right? Sphere? Yeah. Sphere. I, they find something that is big and not evil, but like evil can evil kind of sometimes. 
And um, basically, he and an ensign to like save themselves, they're rigging the transporter. And what happens is that he's trapped in the transporter for almost 75 years. And he's later on found by the USS Enterprise D under the command of Captain Jean-Luc Picard, our favorite Frenchman. Au contraire, mon capitaine! <laughs> and um, there is a lot of like this episode, I think we will both talk about later, but it's like one of the, um, I think, best Scotty episodes out there. And um, he basically, at the end of the episodes, leaves the USS Enterprise, gets his own shuttlecraft and he um, moves on and he's like off to adventure because he's now in a completely new timeline. So that's really, I don't know, fun, maybe not, but like really interesting. Um, he is a brilliant engineer. He is like, whenever you think of the Enterprise, you think of Scotty um, taking care of her. And he created the necessary formulas for transport travel, which is something we also learn in AOS. Um, his family background is rather slim. He has one sister and one nephew, and that nephew dies in Wrath of Khan. So <laughs> <laughs> great time there. And um, of course, because it's like Star Trek and they do be loving a good stereotype, he loves scotch. He hates Synthahol, yes, yep. <laughs> scotch. And he refers to him as, as an old Aberdeen pub crawler, which sometimes like which made me think maybe he's from Aberdeen. Maybe. But maybe he also just moved there. I like, I don't know where he's from. He's from Scotland. Um... Yeah, there is little known about his private life, to be fair. We know that he loves to work. We know that he's not the biggest fan of vacations, like almost every Star Trek character. I th <laughs> like. I feel like the only person who's really hyped for a vacation were like, or the only two people were like Rika and Deanna. Mm -hmm. And everyone else was like, no, I have to work. Yeah. So um, same with him. He does have, like, he has friendships. I think he is rather close, especially on the TOS, like, with the TOS crew. And I think the most with Kirk, maybe. He does spend some time with all the characters. But as we, like, we don't see him that often compared to, like, in, like, f relationships or anything. Mm -hmm. He does, like, Uhura at some point later on makes some advances towards him, but they never really pursue it. And he has some attraction, um, expresses some attraction to Carolyn Palamas and the... Um, who mourns for Adonis episode. And um, we also have an episode with... Oh, what's his name? Um, with the... Where... It's... A, I'm mad With Mud. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, where he... They basically, I don't know, get drugged. That's what I would say. And he makes some advances towards MRS. But that's basically it. So, uh, of course, I was like taking notes. I was like, maybe he's Arrow. Maybe he's Ace. Maybe he's Arrow Ace. <laughs> and I was like... No one can convince me otherwise. I'm going to project everything into this man now. I mean, he, he it always seems like he's in love with his ships. Yeah. And yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all I wrote down on Scotty. He's, I mean, he's really fun to look at, like in terms of whenever he's in the scene, he's hilarious. Mm. He, the Scottish accent is on point. Um. But at the same time, we don't learn that much about him. I also took some notes for, like, the character uh, is played by James Doohan, who was originally from Canada and who mm -hmm. always complained that people started typecasting him as the Scottish person, even though he's clearly not from <laughs> Scotland. And just a fun fact, I found an article which was really interesting, but James Doohan was 
referred to in the Second World War as one of the craziest pilots in the Canadian Air Forces. He um, worked his way up to a lieutenant and he was actually on D-Day. Crazy. Which I didn't know. Um, so his division was part of the storm onto the Normandy beaches. So I was like, oh, wow, some history facts. Like in 1944, I think June 6th, um, he was there and... It's kind of a tiny, it's a bitsy connect, like connection to Germany. <laughs> yeah. Not the best one, but no. it is one. Yeah. Pretty negative, but it's there. Yeah. It's just really funny that he played an officer later on yeah. in space. But not a pilot. Yeah. And he was actually a really badass person. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's cool. all I have on him. I mean, as I said, I didn't find that much. And he has a really long um, memory alpha entrance and like a lot of information is on there but mostly just describing what he's doing in the episodes and really little about his personal life we know like about everyone else we know more mm -hmm. i would say do you have anything to add on on scotty no not really not for now anyway <laughs> okay so um i would suggest that we just go right in um into history ha 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 the testing It's a good thing it's exam period right now anyway. So, you know, I'm always in fight or flight mode. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to increase that. Um, so for those of you who haven't heard the uh, Travel Pack Off episode, um, what we did there and what we're going to do today as well is that I'm going to re read three facts to Paula. And these facts are about Scotland. Um, I'm not only talking about Scottish history. I also took a little, like, some looks at... Not maybe not current events, but like culture and all these kind of things that also consist of a like are part of a country. And um, two of these facts are going to be true, and one of them is a lie. And I try to be as sneaky as possible. I gotta say it was easier with Russia because we know like way less about Russia mm -hmm. and Russian history, um, because like scotland nowadays is part of the uh, of like the united kingdom and of great britain so of course we learn more about it so i'm like Ugh. but yeah i try to do it the same way i did last time starting easy and get the question getting harder but like yeah we shall see how that works are you ready are you ready for your knowledge being tested I am as ready as i ever could be without studying for this and also i would just want to say i hope If we have any Scottish listeners out there, don't be offended if I, like, don't know the easiest shit. I do like Scotland. I've been there only once, though, for a holiday, so I I don't really know that much. But, yeah, I hope yeah. I hope we will get as much as we can. Yeah. So, if you want to, as a listener, if you want to guess with us, I prepared seven, um, I don't know, facts, categories, not really category, but, like, seven tiny Question. quizzes so yeah. you can i don't know quiz yourself and maybe take some notes and um yeah I, i'm like we do have scottish listeners i think so i think Hi. we have at least one hello out there yeah um i'm really trying not to make like bad Stupid. scottish accents yes, i'm really same. like trying <laughs> it's really hard yeah okay so fact number one or like we need to like i need to find a name for this that's something i've been thinking about while you were preparing for the episode i was like We need a name. So if you have any suggestions, hit, hit me up. Because, like, like I don't know, two truths and a lie is something I cannot say. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to speak. <laughs> okay, number one. The first fact is the Bank of Scotland is one of the three oldest banks in Britain. 
Fact number two is there are more than 30 places across the entire world named Aberdeen. And the third one is Aberdeen is nicknamed the Iron City because of the huge amounts of iron found there that was, I don't know, that they mined. Okay, didn't you say this was gonna be easy? <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Okay, so none of these sound outlandishly false, which is a good thing, I suppose. Okay, so, oh, frick, I think, well, I know that there's, I know of at least two places in the world called Aberdeen, one's in Scotland, the other one's in New Zealand, so that is something. Um, <laughs> oh, frick, um, I don't know anything about any kind of banks and any kind of like bank or money history so could be that it's one of the three oldest banks in the world and i don't know if like everdeen has any other names because don't I've, i've never been to everdeen i have no clue but um i know that the scots drink iron brew <laughs> with a passion i didn't like it but you know that's it it tastes like bubble gum but yeah you do you guys um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I would say that maybe there aren't 30 or over 30 places in the world called Everdeen. I think that's maybe an exaggeration. So that's what you think is the wrong one? Yeah, it's probably, it's probably <laughs> not right. I'm like, no, it isn't. So, um, the actually the third one, Aberdeen is not nicknamed the Iron City. It's called the Granite City. So because you can find a lot of granite there. Okay. Um. So I was like sneaking it in, sneakity snoopity. Um. So the first one is actually true. The bank was set up in 1695. Oh wow. Just like fun fact for you. Once like maybe one day you're going to be on like a quiz show and maybe they ask you this, so that could oh. be helpful. And um, there's actually more than 30 places across the world called, like, named Aberdeen. You already said, for example, New Zealand. You also have one in Canada, in South Africa, and even in Hong Kong. Which Crazy. I found quite interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Alex, one, Paula, zero. Being like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> writing down the numbers. Okay. So, for round number two, um, let me read you the facts. The first one is, Scotland was an independent country till the 15th century. Fact number two is, in the British Revolution, in the phase where Oliver Cromwell was governing, because it's like really messy, the Scottish governing lords repeatedly sent small boxes of rotten fish to the British government to show their annoyance and discontent with any British ruling, <laughs> or English ruling in this case. And uh, fact number three, Edinburgh has the world's first fire brigade built and developed in 1824. The world's first what? Uh, f uh, fire brigade. Fire Brigade, okay. Okay, I feel like the last one could definitely be true. And I feel like the second one could definitely be true because, yeah, we've been new. I don't know much about, like, Scottish and English history because, I don't know, we talk we didn't really talk about it much in school, just, like, a little bit, you know, like, Mary, Queen of Scots, I know that stuff, but, like, everything else is little fuzzy so i don't know anything about scottish independence i don't know when they became part of um england which you know i hope they will not be for much longer hint hint um, <laughs> <laughs> um damn okay so i would say the first one's wrong good guess but it actually is true okay. um so the second one is At least to my knowledge, not correct. That is I so wish sad. it were. I mean, it is 
so yeah, sad. I could see that happening. I could yeah. see that happening. So, um, yeah, so I maybe they did. Maybe they sent some rude letters. I don't know. But with the rotten fish, that's entirely made up by me. <laughs> the first one, um, it's like Scottish history is quite big, like, I don't know, complex. Um, and to say they started their relationship with England, I think, or like governing relationship in the 14th century and were officially merged in 1603 when um, the King of Scotland was actually given the throne of England. And that was basically the official, I don't know, hmm. coming together. And yeah, the third one is just like they, they built and developed it. And it's actually a true fact. Okay. So round number three. I'm like, Scotland. <laughs> Scotland is doing me like good. Like they're yeah, destroying you. I know more about more. Russia than I know about Scotland, which is kind of sad. <laughs> Is it though? But I mean, not a cool. surprise you... with like history lessons no. in school. So yeah, yeah, that's really that's true. Okay, so rule like round number three. Fact number one is, in eighteen twenty four, the same fire brigade that we were just talking about did not do it. War- did not manage to defend anything, and a fire accident occurred, which went basically on the city burned for five days, and the city burned to ashes. Like it was just like gone. Um, the second fact is that in Scotland, golf basically emerged. That is the country that developed the sport of golf. And the third one is that there are around 700 castles in Scotland. Given its sites, it's about one castle for every 100 square miles. Hmm. Yet again, I think the first one <laughs> might be a lie. I like. I think there might have been like a huge fire, but like I was in Edinburgh, and I think like the. Like the town is older than that, and I would also think that like the buildings are older. Maybe not everything burned down. Maybe like just part of the city, but I don't think like that everything was just like gone. Like the thing is with the golf, like that would just seem so random if you just like told me that. Yeah, by the way, golf was invented in Scotland. But like if I think about mm-hmm. what people wear when they go golfing, they have like the like the the pattern on the like clothes it looks very. You know, very like Scottish inspired, I'd say, with like the, like the checkers and stuff, and also with the hats. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that could be, you know. So I think, yeah, I think maybe like Edinburgh didn't burn down completely, at least. Okay, so that is actually true. I mean, the source that I found wasn't specific on which parts burned out, mm-hmm. and if it was only like the old city, or if they were like. Um, as like industry was growing I'm, I'm not entirely sure on that but it did in the same year which I think is hilarious they were like we have the first protection <laughs> against fires and then the entire city burns and I'm like oh well well done and um, I mean I thought about maybe you would think that the second one is made up because I was just like oh, Donald Trump but good one <laughs> I didn't even think about the patterns but um, yeah the uh, Open Championship was first played in 1860 at the Prestwick Golf Club. And it's basically the first, in, like, oldest golf championship that still exists. And the third one is actually untrue because it's not about 700 castles. It's about 300 castles. So that was, oh, again, a sneaky one. Yeah, a sneak. I'm, like, doing a snook. Okay. So let's continue. Now we're getting into um, animals. I'm fairly certain that you will get this one because... One fact you obviously know it's true because um, it's number three. I'm going to start at the ending that the national animal is the mighty unicorn. 
And then the second fact is that the only knighted penguin in the world lives in Edinburgh Zoo. And the third one is, or like the first one, um, that between 1980 and 1990, Scotland had a huge sheep problem because everyone was, I don't know, producing sheep. <laughs> Sounds wrong, but everyone was raising sheep. <laughs> and they basically had to um, tell, um, like the Scottish government had to tell shepherds, hunters and farmers to always kill a necessary percentage of the sheep to secure their landscapes because they were eating and yeah. populating everything. I mean, that's, you know, sheep for you. Um, <laughs> well, I obviously, yeah, I obviously know that uh, the national animal is the mighty unicorn. And I know that because, um, A, I, like I said, I was in Scotland. And then, like, when I was volunteering in New Zealand, like, one of my, like, people that I lived there with, Alice, she was also from Scotland. And, like, she told us and, like, explained that it's because, like, I think the, like, English animal is, like, the lion. And they thought, like, that the only animal who could actually best a lion, like, could fight it would be a unicorn. And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I know many things about the <laughs> penguins in Scotland. I know it's either in Glasgow or in Edinburgh, but I think it's in Glasgow in the zoo where they have the penguin parade where they let the penguins walk through the zoo like once a day, which is the best idea anyone's ever had in any zoo ever, by the way. Damn, I wish <laughs> I could, you know, like, at some point we should go and look at that. I think you would be delighted as heck. Yeah, you would have damn, that would be the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. And the last one was with the I already the sheep the production. Oh, the sheep, right? Then <laughs> I I know there's like a lot of sheep in Scotland, just generally. And I do think that the like if the population gets out of control, that there's a problem there. Hmm. Well, maybe maybe that one's not true though. Maybe that's an exaggeration again with the sheep. Yes. So. Um, you're right. Finally. Some applause. Um, <laughs> no, you're actually right. So the, the like the, the penguin uh, parade or like march or whatever it is, is in Glasgow. Yeah. But the um, knighted penguin is in Edinburgh. He goes by the name Sir Niels Olaf. And he's the um, like basically he's also when he's visiting Norway as a penguin, penguin does because he's like, you yeah. know, very well-traveled. Um, he's also investigating and inspecting the Norwegian Guard and the um, British Guard and he was knighted in 2008 and has since then been promoted to Brigadier. Brigadier. I don't know what that is. Brigadier, right? But it's like Brigadier. I'm not entirely sure but it's apparently something better than knighthood. Good for okay. him. That's really so, cool. So yeah, um, yeah it, these are like, I feel the like these people get me. Hmm? He's moving up in the world, this penguin. Yeah. <laughs> At least someone is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, with the sheep, like, that's made up by me. I, I think, I mean, there's always been, like, problems with too many animals of one, like, I don't know. For example, in Germany, we had the problem in my area with, like, too many does mm -hmm. who were giving too much birth. And everyone was like, okay, that's not great. Because you still, like, if you live in a very foresty area, you need to be sure that not one animal species is overpopulating because then you risk like that the ecosystem is collapsing. So that was a problem. I was like, yeah, but I mean, why not? And I mean, Scottish people are famous for their haggis. So yeah. I was like, maybe that's something that will trip her up. But it didn't. You know your animals. 
Yeah, finally. <laughs> okay. <One> area. <laughs> okay, so category number five. The first fact is that the import of haggis to the US has been banned since the 1970s. <laughs> the second one is that Scots are more likely to have green eyes than the people in the rest of the UK. And the third one is that the Loch Ness Monster's um, twin sister, Morak, has been terrorizing fishes as, at Loch Mora since the 70s. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't import any haggis into the US. Well, the thing is, like, haggis, I guess it's got to be pretty fresh. And if you ship it that far, it could probably go bad pretty quickly. Like, I don't know. I think haggis is, like... I, like, I've had it once, and I think it's pretty similar to what we would eat in Germany as Leberwurst. It's, like, it's it tastes the same. Um, so I didn't really love it, but, you know, it's okay. It's not as disgusting as anyone always says. But then again, we are, in Germany, used to eating, like, inorts, so. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's a, this is a tough one, because I have no clue. Anything could be true, and it could be false, you know, what I mean. Sometimes it'd be like that. Uh, freak. But I feel like I feel like with the haggis it could be it could be a lie. I don't know. It like strikes me as the most lie able. <laughs> so you're going with number one? Yeah, I'm going with number one. Make it so number one. Okay. Um <laughs> so that actually is true. And the reason for that is in nineteen seventy one the USDA banned the sale of sheep's lung which is a key ingredient in haggis. So, um, of course, they were like, okay, we cannot import haggis anymore because they were like, okay. And the pr British officials now, due to Brexit and um, new international trade laws having, like, need to be made, um, they are trying to push the end of the ban. So the UK and Scotland are actually like, okay, how about we do be, like, importing haggis to the American people? <laughs> And um, the Loch Ness Monster is also true. I mean, like, <laughs> as true as we think it can be. There's actually, um, it apparently attacked two fishermen in August 1969. And they saw a creature described as around 30 feet long with rough brown skin, three large humps and a snake-like head. And one thing that's really cool, the Loch Moa is even deeper than Loch Ness. So oh. everyone's like, oh, maybe... Maybe it is there. We like I mean we don't know. I'm not gonna start that conversation. <laughs> and the second fact is actually true. It's also a false friend because um, it's not green eyes. They're mo mo like most likely to have its blue eyes. About fifty-seven oh, okay. percent of the Scottish population. So I'm like sneakity snookity again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have two rounds left, and the first one, like number six in this case, is the first fact. The late Latin word Scotia was initially used to refer to Ireland and likewise in early Old English, Scotland was used for Ireland. Then the second fact is interest in Scottish literature um, was revived after, like as I said, complex history in the 17th century by figures including Jack MacBarbos, whose Ocean cycle made him the first skittish... Po uh, skittish. <laughs> He was very skittish, you know, easily to be scared. Um... <laughs> it was first like the first Scottish poet to gain international reputation. And the third one is for three centuries the Scottish legal system was unique for being the only national legal system without a parliament. And that changed in 1999. Okay. <clears throat> well, don't know anything about Scottish literature. <laughs> <laughs> 
that again. <laughs> like, I was I like, yeah, know. sure. Did you know it was that? <laughs> I'm like, how am I supposed to know any of this? Um, I feel like if I say the first one is true and it, it's not true, then I'm not going to only anger like the Scottish people. I'm also going to be like upsetting the Irish people. Which is not a thing I want to do because, you know, that's always like my option. If anything goes wrong, I could still, you know, move to Ireland or Scotland. But if I, <laughs> you know, if I upset both people, then I don't have a way out anymore. That would yeah, be you're very... trapped. I'm trapped then. Also, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, I like, with the second fact, I don't know why you would make up something like that. Because I have no way of proving <laughs> you wrong. Like, no, that's actually not the poet that became, like, famous. Or maybe, maybe that is the whole, like, point. So you think you're safe, but actually I'm screwing with you. Yeah. I Like, if I miss some, like, very important Scottish, like, poet or, like, I don't know, author, then I'm super sorry. But I think that might be true. So the second might be true. And um, the third one is with the parliament. I don't know. I know I know where the parliament is in Edinburgh. Like, you know, you too, you have had the tour. But yeah. Like, it, 1999, you said, right? 1999 seems like a very, very late. But then again, since... Like, yeah, they govern themselves, but also not really. Yeah. So, but what's false then? Maybe the first one is false after all. <laughs> like, oh gosh, this is, this is a high stress situation right now. If you could see my face, I'm like in anguish over this. I'm like, I cannot get yeah. this wrong again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, frick. Um, oh, yeah, well... Maybe maybe you skipped or like maybe you changed the um like date for the last fact. So I'm gonna say the last fact might be true in some way, but not like you said it was. So the Parliament one. Mm. Okay, no, that that is actually true. No, of course it is. <laughs> so um yeah, I actually screwed you over with the second one. Of course, <laughs> the you Scottish fucking literature. Did. I was like, she will never know. No, how was um, I supposed to know this? Do you know anything about Scottish literature? Like, outside of what you researched for this? No. <laughs> of course, course not. not. <laughs> Especially not from the 18th fucking century. I don't even know German literature. Other than, I don't know, the two German dudes, like Goethe and Schiller and shit. And everyone else is like, died. <laughs> So yeah, I scored you over that one. So to correct what I said, <laughs> is in the 18th century, not in the 17th century. Um, and this name was not Mac Barbos, which, which is a, like a combination of multiple names. His name was James McPherson, which even sounds like it sounds like he's fake. Like I'm McPherson. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and he was the first Scottish poet to gain an international reputation and was a major in influence on the European Enlightenment. So I actually thought about putting the Enlightenment in, but then I was like, no, that wouldn't make any sense with like the 17th century. Because yeah, well, I would have guessed that then, yeah. But only because of Kant. Yeah, and I was like, no, I'm going to fuck with her. <laughs> 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 I felt so bad where you were like, why would you, why would you change that? And I'm like, well, because I'm an <laughs> asshole. You're an um, evil person, <laughs> that's why. I'm evil Knievel. <laughs> okay, so now we're down to the finale. Um... 
you I mean if this were a competition you would have already lost but the good thing is it ain't <laughs> great <laughs> Other, or I could say like the last if you if you oh that would be yeah let's say that it is a competition and if you get the last one right you get 10 points and so you can win no okay that, yeah let's see okay so in honor of James Doohan who was a very great man in the military <laughs> I took a look at Scottish military facts <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read them to you. So, the first one is between 1960 and 1991, the Holy Loch, which is just an amazing <laughs> name for those of you who don't know, the whole, like, holy is, of course, like, holy, and Loch in Germany is basically holy. So, translated oh, yeah. would be like the holy hole. Yeah, the holy hole. Um, the holy hole. <laughs> And then the Holy Loch was a base for the U.S. fleet of Polaris ballistic missile sub submarines. The second one is a single frontline Royal Army for Air like Royal Air Force base is located in Scotland. Era F Lossy Mouth. <laughs> located in Moray is the most northerly air defense fighter base in the United Kingdom. And the third one is a bit more historical. In 1943, 1943, two Scottish divisions were arrested and executed for treason against the crown. The reason for that was because they willingly sabotaged English troops that they were fighting with, like in terms of they mm. were allies, to prevent them from working officially and representing England. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like in the middle of a world war they're like no we're gonna sabotage you just so you look bad yeah they were like fuck the English I mean no <laughs> <laughs> so what is this is it Lauf Mausi no Lausi Mau Lothi Mau the Holy Loch or the fuck the British or more the English <laughs> oh my gosh okay so I can't lose anything here because I'm sure no one will be offended if I get this wrong. <laughs> but I'm gonna say the last one's not true. Yay! Congratulations, you made 10 points in one. Wow. <laughs> I was really thinking about just putting, like, exchanging the name of some random airbase. I was like, no, that's so unfair. So I just made that up. But really, like, I mean, it would have been really bad because they were executed, but otherwise it would have been hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, let me tell you something. So, um, for the first one, to the Holy Loch. <laughs> As the Cold War intensified in 1961, the United States deployed um, the submarines and missiles in the Firth of Clyde's Holy Loch. <laughs> and the second one is actually true. I just love the name Lothi Mouth. <laughs> and yeah, it's it, like that airbase is actually home to three fast jet squadrons equipped with Eurofighter Typhoon. As someone who, as you, I know, you're a huge fan of war machine <laughs> stuff, machinery. So this must be really interesting <laughs> to you. So great. I'm the person who cannot sit through one war movie because I get so incredibly bored after 10 minutes. But yeah, this is a huge <laughs> area of just interest for me. So yeah, um, you did well. You you won the game. Fair and square. In the end. Oh, man. Like, 10 points to use. No, 11. You made one point. So, 11 points <laughs> one point. Because you know the and animals. Six. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
if you also guessed with us, you please, like, if you want to, um, tell us how you did. Um, maybe you did even better than Paula. <laughs> if you also knew the last one, you, of course, also get 10 points because these are the rules in this game. I'm not saying it will be the same the next time we talk about, like, make a history quiz. And yeah, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it didn't hurt your brain too much. <laughs> it hurt my brain just tremendously. Every time I think, I'm like, ow, headache. <laughs> I feel like in the future at some point, I need to find a way to quiz you too or to play some kind of game. Maybe on like yeah. some other facts, but like I will, I will do that because yeah, I feel like I need to take revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did tell you that I opened up Wikipedia and just found the most random shit. So <laughs> you did. You did I mean, I did that. also find some other sources, but yeah. Okay, now that this is done, I think it's time to talk about the the person of the hour and actually take a dive into um, Montgomery Scott and talk about him and our top five episodes. So, do you want to start with yes. your... I mean, I know you usually don't rank them. Have you this time? No. I mean... Okay. I kind, kind of, but only, like, just generally. Not, like, you know, like, the ones I like are, like, more on top. But, you know, not, like, wow, this is definitely my first. This is definitely my second. Like, you know, I'm yeah. just, like, whatever I feel like. At the moment, I just dropped my... Almost dropped my cup there. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um. Okay. So the first episode that I put down, I had to put down because there are like, well, this is, yeah, well, this is my top one. Like, there's nothing better than this one, to be fair, because there's many great things in this episode. So the episode in itself is The Trouble with Tribbles. And we, I feel like we talk about it a lot on here, yeah. um, just in general, because it's a great episode. But like Scotty in the episode is something else. He is... He's off the fucking rails. <laughs> it's so good. So, like, the first one, like, the first moment that I really love in the episode is when he starts the fight with the Klingons. And, like, yeah. the reason he starts the fight, like, they start to, like, just insult Captain Kirk. They're like, yeah, he's, like, stupid. And I don't know what they say about him, like, but they say a bunch of, like, bad stuff about him. But then they start, like... Um, insulting the Enterprise and Scotty goes nuts he's like it's so funny because like he's technically there to take care of Chekhov and to like make sure that he doesn't start a fight with the Klingons but then they start insulting the Enterprise and he's off he's like okay well I will just beat you until you stop your stupid mouth and he does and then like the scene that follows this um is so funny too because like obviously Kirk is there and he's like super disappointed in his men because they started a fight when he told them do not like at all like start a fight with the stupid Klingons and then he like has to explain why he did it and he's like yeah captain they said really bad things about you and he's like well yeah and then like he repeats all the stuff Like, they say about yeah. him, and, like, every time I die laughing, and then he's like, well, but that didn't do it, and he's like, well, what did? Well, yeah, then they came for the ship, and, uh, yeah, like, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> that's also such a good representation of his whole character, because, like, there's yeah. probably nothing he cares more, like, about than the Enterprise, and, I mean, it's kind of, like, understandable, because he puts so much of his energy and work into it. So that it runs as smoothly as it does. So yeah, it's yeah, it's understandable. Kirk is just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't have yeah. any hand in that. Like, whatever, who raised you? But it wasn't Cardi. <laughs> no one. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Uh, <laughs> yay, drama. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So you would say this is your like 
of all the five, you're number one. That's my that's my number one Scotty moment. Yes, definitely. Okay. So um, then I'm gonna start with my number one too because I like maybe you have it as well. And this one is actually not a TOS episode. It's the TNG episode relics. Yes. And it's the one where they um basically the that's what I like talked about before, where the Enterprise D finds um Scotty and um he basically has to relive Starfleet, but 70, 80 years in the future. And he basically wakes up in the world without any of his friends, his family, nothing. And it's a really impactful episode. It was so sad, but also so amazing. And he really, like, he works so hard in this episode to fit in. And we have this scene, um, he's trying to help Jordi, but Jordi is like, oh no, you're basically a fossil, you cannot help mm. me. And he gets, we get this really amazing scene where he is in the hollow um, deck, on the hollow deck, and he basically is in the set of um, TOS and he talks with Kirk and not with Kirk, with Picard. <laughs> and it's like, okay, um, this was my home and this ship we're on now, it just feels different and it's not the same. And it's a really sweet episode. It's really nostalgic. And um, I think also the acting was incredible. Like James <laughs> Doohan, he gave it all. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number one. That's my number five, actually. You... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I assumed so. Yeah, I put down, like, I really like it because it's so, like, it's so sad, but it's also so heartfelt. You know, like, this is the person who basically gave his life for Starfleet yet again. And it's so sad to see him feel outdated or, like, he can't help mm -hmm. anymore. But then, like, with the Dyson Sphere, he um, and Jordi actually saved the ship, which is a really cool scene. And, I yeah, yes. I also really like the scene where he, like, <clears throat> gave advice to Jordi because, like, that is definitely something to live by. When you tell the people mm -hmm. that you need, like, double the amount of time to complete a task and then you do it in half, then, like, they won't, like, come after you for being late, but they will call you a genius instead. And this yep. is why Scotty is the miracle worker. Like, that's a, that's good life advice, to you know? Like, give yourself a little more time to complete a task because then you're not as stressed out. And if you do it sooner, people are probably going to be impressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really sound advice, especially, like, for everything. Yeah. Personal life professional so yeah so um wait so the math matches up so i think i have to continue because you already like had two now mm -hmm. and i only have one so um, my number five is by any other name and yeah, for the simple too. reason hmm? i have that one too oh oh um, and the the main reason for that is I think it's the most hilarious shit is when he starts like he's just pissed drunk yeah. at some point and he just basically drinks an alien under the table and there's any I don't know person who like every person knows a relative like this who can drink and drink and drink and you're just like where where does it go How? and um and like it's just the most hilarious shit and that's why it's my number five it's like good entertainment and I am like really enjoying it so yeah it's your number three four. you said it's my number four. Oh. yeah i thought it was really funny too like how he like drinks that fascist alien guy under the table is really funny but like how he after like he is supposed to keep that guy occupied right because like yet mm -hmm. again aliens have taken over the enterprise and everyone like got a task and like <laughs> it's a really funny episode in general because like kirk like gets up to some really stupid shit as well i think at some point he starts fighting a person with like a pillow or a blanket or something it's yeah it's really hilarious <laughs> yeah but also like um like how scotty just after he like distracted that guy and he like passes out scotty passes out himself and like that like that moment is 
so funny. Yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a solid Scotty moment, you know. Yes. So you okay. still have to continue. How about then? you continue this time? Oh, I should. No, just fuck the fuck the numbers. <laughs> okay. So um, number three for me because kind of we like we did it all over the place now. Who cares? Um, number three for me <laughs> is the wolf in the fold. And I don't know if we watched this episode together or not, but like, I think it's like one of the only TOS episodes that is actually centered, at least in the beginning, it like kind of dissolves, but in the beginning is centered mm -hmm. around Scotty because it's funny, like they're like um, on shore leave somewhere on the planet and um, basically they're in like a sexy dance place, <laughs> I don't know how to call it, you <laughs> know, club. there's women, they Let's don't wear much club. and they dance, yeah. And, um, yeah, then Scotty gets accused of killing one of them. And they basically have to defend him and show that he did not kill anyone. I think he straight up murders someone at some point, though. Don't remember, but I think he does kill someone at that point, but, like, none mm -hmm. of the women. And it's, like, so funny because, like, then every time they're, like, closer to solving that, like, another person is dead and everyone's like, well, Scotty, did you kill them? It's like, it's like <laughs> I think the episode is really good. And also it shows at the very end of the episode, it shows how um, like Spock has no interest at all in watching like any of that. I'm like, because he's gay or ace, but, you know, not interested in women, not a straight character. Yeah, that's really cool because yeah. like at the end they ask him, yeah, do you want to come down to the planet with us and watch the women? And he's like, like he raises his eyebrow of disappointment. He's like, really? And um, yeah, that's, that's a bonus, <laughs> you know, for that episode. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I I was thinking about putting that in too, um, because I I have seen it. I'm mm. not entirely sure if we watched it together, but I don't don't think we have. But no. I know the episode, but I didn't put it down. I, I'm I'm just gonna do t two now. Um, so I did write down Mira Mira just because he's in there. He's doing brave and cool Starfleet thinking. He's really quick thinking, and yeah, I don't know. I just. Even though, as I said, I'm not the biggest fan of the Mirrorverse, but this is like the OG Mirrorverse episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. one. Yeah, it's a really good one. And it's like the mystery is still there. And of course, now we know what the Mirrorverse is. But back then, no one knew. And I was yeah. just like, oh my God. And um, so, yeah, that's my number four. And the last two um, things I've written down are actually not episodes, like TV episodes. They're films. So my first one is for like, it's my number three. And it's for one moment and one moment only is um, the final frontier is where he <laughs> he's talking to Kirk and there's a whole like situation and he basically has to sneak around and be like subtle. And I quote because I watched the scene again and I quote and he says to Kirk, I know this ship like the back of my hand and immediately bangs his head into, I don't know, some metal on the wall. Yeah, and it's bulkhead. just like, yeah, and it's just like. I know the ship like the back of my hand. Dung. And it's like peak, peak <laughs> comedy. So that's my number three. Yeah, he gets knocked out right away. I almost put that down too, but then I didn't mm -hmm. because I was like, no, I already have one film put down and, you know, can't have more than, like, I felt like I can't have more than one. Do you, do you want my, like, last one? Your last one. Tell me. So this is technically my, like, second one. But, um, you know, it had to be, it had to be every single time. Yeah. Like, it's the voyage home, obviously, because it's the perfect movie. And there's so many good, like, moments in there. Yes. And this one is, like, really freaking funny. It's when they're, at, like, in the aluminium 
or aluminum mm -hmm. plant with that guy <laughs> with the computer <laughs> and Scotty like yeah. tries to talk to the computer as <laughs> comedy. I don't know. Every yes. time I watch that, I'm like, yeah, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. So yeah, that's really like with Dr. McCoy too. It's like it's so so funny. So yeah, it's right up there. You know, like like I said, like if you have not watched any of the um any of the TOS movies, and if you don't really want to watch them because I get it, they're old and like they're. I don't know, some of them are really not that yeah. interesting. Like, The Final Frontier, I personally... I know a lot of people, like, really love it, but I personally think it's really boring. <laughs> but, like, yeah, The Voyage Home... It. Yeah, yeah. But The Voyage Home is so good. It has literally, like, anything you could need in a movie. You know, there's mystery, there's a problem, there's some world saving, there's humor, there's... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so good. It's It's so good, yeah. Go watch it. It's peak. It is peak. So yeah, actually, I it's also my number two for the same exact like reason. I only wrote down "Hello Computer," and it's like there's this moment where one character is like, "Maybe you have to use the mouse." I'm not sure. Is it McCoy, it's McCoy or is it this yes. other McCoy? Is it yeah? And he just picks up the mouse and starts talking to the <laughs> computer mouse, and it's the funniest shit. And I just I don't know. Like yeah, Paula already said it's one of the best movies out there, and um, yeah. Once again, we had a lot of stuff. The, in the same yeah some overlap yet again yeah yeah it's maybe just, it's just what we do yeah it's, it's just what we do it's who we are oh, hey. the same person <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um now i would say oh maybe if you listener person want to tell us what your favorite episodes with scotty are oh just um, your favorite you scotty moments media yeah or moments he has some really great moments maybe not the biggest biggest episodes but really incredible moments mm -hmm. you can do that on social media we will tell you where to find us at the end of the episode and i think it's now time for fuck mary kill i think so too do you want to explain the rules again so yes we play um fuck mary kill but with a little bit of a different rule set we have some new categories because we thought those were more interesting and you can think about it more right um, so yeah, the first one is that this person has to be your lab partner for an entire semester. So you're stuck with them for six months and you have to work with them. So, you know, that warrants some thought. And the second one is that you're stuck in an elevator with them for 10 hours, which is also a pretty long time, but not too excessively long. And then the last one is that they are your employee trainer at like McDonald's or a fast food restaurant. Yes. Okay, so who should start? I should start. Do you want my names? Yeah. Okay, so... Give it to me. This time I took inspiration from Star Trek Discovery, and mm -hmm. I chose three characters we haven't had yet, obviously. And the first one <laughs> is Book. Oh. Mr. Yeah. I have a huge-ass cat, and I'm amazing. The second character I chose is Detmar who is the helmsman of the USS Discovery. And the third person is Ovo. Oh, damn. Those are really good characters. I really like all of them. Like, really. Yeah, like, I know. I'm like, yeah. Uh, fun fact, I also almost chose Detmer, but then I didn't. And you will see why later. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yes. Um, I think I would like... Hmm. Hard. Hard. This is hard. I think I would probably like Detmer to be my lead partner 
because we've seen her in like high stress situations and I feel like she could like even like even if something goes wrong with the experiment or whatever like she would like stay calm and like look for a solution so like that's always a good quality to have in that situation also she's obviously really smart because they all are let's be let's be honest like most of the Starfleet personnel is really really smart um <laughs> most of them <laughs> oh you're dying are you okay <laughs> okay okay continue so and then Sorry. for the second category i think i would owo um i would want her to be my um employee trainer because i don't know i just really like her she I'm just trying to think of if we had, like, a situation where she, like, had to take the lead. I mean, yeah, in the last, like, without, like, trying to spoil her anyone, in the last episode of season three of Star Trek Discovery, she had to take on, like, a huge amount of responsibility. And she was really good at it yes. and also really good at instructing the others on what to do. And, you know, that was really good. So I think she would probably be a competent mm -hmm. employee trainer. And then I would be... Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. And then I would be stuck in an elevator with book for 10 hours. And I know we've had Grudge as a different, like separate character, but maybe if by chance <laughs> she's with him, then I could pet her. Or maybe we could become like really close friends in that elevator. And then he would let me cat sit from time to time like Tilly does. Yeah. Also, oh, yes. like book, I think he has a really interesting upbringing because first off, he's an empath. And... That is, like, really interesting. Like, he has such a close connection with the world around him. And also, yeah, like, how he grew up on, like, with the planet and always, like, on the run with the threat. I think he would probably have some pretty interesting stories to tell you. Also about, like, the new, like, world that they live in at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would probably be really cool. Yeah. Solid choices all, all along. I'm glad you're satisfied. I mean, these are all three solid characters. I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. So, of course, you can only make great choices. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> Unless sometimes when all the characters really suck and then <laughs> you try not to die. Is <laughs> <laughs> what we do. <laughs> okay, Every so day. hit me with yours. Okay, so the first one I got for you is Ensign Travis Mayweather, the pilot mm -hmm. of the very first Enterprise. The second yes. one is... Wesley Crusher, also pilot of the Enterprise for quite some time. I'm, I was okay. so surprised that we had never on this podcast ever talked about Wesley before. Wow, damn. Damn. Yeah, never. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's there. He does things. And the last character I have for you is Cristobal Rios. I hope that wasn't offensive to anyone who speaks Spanish. It probably was, but we're just rolling with it. I mean, you're yeah. doing your best to pronounce it. That's True. all you can ask for. Yeah. Okay, um, so Travis, Wesley, or Rios? Yeah, all big pilots of some point, some kind, mm -hmm. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Okay, so I think the first one is rather easy. Wesley is going to be my lab partner. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he repeatedly gets told that he's a fucking genius. And I'm like, yeah, I want that. He's like, almost every time we see him, he's doing some sort of an experiment. Yeah. He is a lab. He is basically a living lab. So yeah, of course I want him to be my, my lab partner. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's an easy peasy one. And now it's getting hard. Hmm. Because the problem is with the Rios, 
he has some character growth. Do I want to be with episode 2 Rios? No, in an elevator. Episode 10 Rios? Maybe. But the same as with Travis, like he's amazing, but we don't know anything about him because <laughs> Enterprise basically forgot that he existed the same with like a lot of other um, supporting characters because at some point it just became the Archer and to, to Paul show. Yeah, to Paul show and sometimes the Triple Tucker. The Triple Tucker. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I think... Travis would be good boss. Rios doesn't really have the best boss ish qualities. He, he's a diff like of course he's a three dimensional character, so he isn't the perfect like boss. He's more of a lone wolf. So yeah, I think Travis <laughs> would be a great boss. Um, of what we've seen so far, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just going to decide that the Rios I'm trapped in an elevator with is the episode ten Rios. So he has had some time to grow. And he's maybe a bit more pleasant to be around and had to do yeah. like some time to work through his trauma a little bit. Because, I mean, as every character on Star Trek, he has quite a lot of trauma. At least they're working through it now. Yes, they're acknowledging it. Crazy concept. <laughs> it is crazy. Quite the development in a good way. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it would be probably a pleasant conversation. He knows a lot about space. He's a nice person. It's not like he's a mean douchebag or anything. He's no. just not like the person I would choose to hang out with in when I take a look at the entire crew because he has yeah. some rough edges. And maybe he will bring a football and then we can play football. Football in terms of the one you play with your foot, not the American one, just saying. I'm like, mm. <laughs> not soccer. It's called football because you use your feet. So, um, yeah, that's my, my choices. <laughs> Very good. I, I feel like, you know, Travis, he's like a pleasant guy. He's super nice. Yeah. So you probably wouldn't have many problems with him. Maybe only when he's like indecisive on, you know, what mm -hmm. to tell you or whatever. But, you know. I mean, he, he basically is the baby of the, like, he's he the, the, baby. the child of everyone. So um, th he still has to grow. He's, what is, like, yeah. what how old is he? Like 25-ish? Of course he no doesn't idea. know everything. He's quite indecisive. I mean, I get it. Like, everything is hard when you're younger. <laughs> like, yeah, please, is. someone save me. <laughs> but okay. Um, this was a rather quick round because this time it was easy because we didn't have any doucheballs in there. Yeah. Um, so um, now the, the big question, Paula. What or who is your fuck fuck? Well, this is going to be like a little bit of a vague one, to be fair, because mm -hmm. it's both a who and a what. It's oh, a concept okay. and the people who enforce this concept, you know? So, ah, okay. You're like, okay, this is getting... Intellectual. <laughs> intellectual. No, I don't know. But the thing that pissed me off, and like it didn't like it didn't happen this week, but it happens constantly throughout the years of my experience in life. No, I mean, yeah. Um, so it's gatekeeping in queer spaces that really oh, pisses yeah. me off every single time I see it. And recently I learned um, that people exist and I don't want to generalize these people because I don't know enough about them to be like, all of you suck or whatever, or all of your opinions suck. But um, I think it's something that we first like found on Instagram and then I did a little bit more research on like, not that it's like a legitimate source, but just like on Reddit where people like were talking about it and stuff. And I really wanted to learn more and see why these people hate me personally. 
mm-hmm. that's like battle axe buys they're called and it's basically or like at least the people that i found um, that identified as such were like people that think that pansexuality is harmful and it's by erasure and mm. it's transphobic and they like kept uh, bringing up the what they call the original definition of pansexuality which basically has to do with like i think necrophilia and like objectphilia and all the like very very harmful stuff that not only pan people but queer people in general get accused of quite often if i think back a couple like I don't know, a couple of decades and how like homosexual people were basically just um, like what people thought like pedophiles were or whatever, mm-hmm. which is obviously a fucking lie that people made up because they're scared of people who are different. Um, yes. So yeah, these people who are like, yeah, pansexuals are evil and they're the devil and they're harmful to like bisexual people. First off, why? I like, the thing is that pisses me off so much is obviously I'm bis- uh, I'm pansexual, right? So, like, I feel very attacked when I see stuff like that because, like, first off, what did I ever do to you? And second off, this might sound so old, but, like, so many of my very close and good friends are bisexual people. Alex, your best yeah. friend, Kati, who I like so, so much, she's obviously bisexual. And, like, like why, why, why would... Like, so the thing is, obviously, I'm not saying, like, bisexual people are like that because, like I said, I, like, like, I don't have a problem with any of them except for if they attack me personally or other people. Just, oh, yeah, and those people are usually also the people that say, no, ace people don't exist. What yeah. do you mean? If you're ace, you don't belong in queer spaces or stuff like that. And I'm like, I get so angry because just shut the fuck up. If you have this kind of opinion, just leave. Like... Just don't ever talk to me ever because I get so mad. And the people who say, no, queer is a slur. You can't reclaim it. Well, you know what, bitch? I make that decision for myself. You don't make it for me. Okay, so this was quite a rant. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing, though. Um, This is like, not only is it gatekeeping, it's also this entire idea of I get to decide what other people are and who they Hmm. are. And I think... Oh my god, I just, I wanted to say something and I immediately forgot, but it was really profound and now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but basically it's just like, it's it's really sucky and the moment you decide for someone else whether or not it's like what they are, then it's just like bad. It's the same, I think it's comparable to how we use religion sometimes. Where we're like, okay, I'm Christian, therefore you cannot believe in a God that is different because... I don't know, I am an Islamophobic person. And I think it's the same thing or how we sometimes use our own, usually like religious beliefs to justify that, for example, homosexuality is a crime, but or that we don't get, give women or people who can give birth the right for, to abortion. And these are all the things. And I think, yeah, that's, that's why you get so angry. It's like <laughs> the biggest bullshit. I mean, as you said before, like, one of my best friends, she's bi, and I've never heard her say, be, be like, oh, Paula, she's disgusting. And I'm like, why? I mean, why? That yeah. just doesn't make any sense. And it's just like gatekeeping, and it happens everywhere, but mostly, I think, a lot in fandoms, especially yeah. when someone is shipping, maybe, I don't know, for example, like, if you were to ship Deadmurn Ovo, and then mm-hmm. someone else like, no, 
I don't like that ship. And instead of being like, okay, I don't like that ship, so I'm not gonna read fan fiction on them, there this person is like, no, you're actually a biphobic person because you like lesbians. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you like lesbians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like the same bullshit. Now I, I remember what I wanted to say. It's the same bullshit like with straight passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you when when people are like, oh wait, why why are you you're not being discriminated against? Are you you cannot have any moment in your life where you did not feel as you belong somewhere because you're obviously straight passing. Paula and I both are. If this is your like, if you want to use that term, which is just fucking bullshit, and like yeah, and this is I think a lot of times these are people who are gay or lesbian who are specifically being like. Why are you complaining? You're bisexual. You're straight passing. And I'm like, <laughs> that is not the point. So yeah, no, that's that's a really good one and really profound and makes mine sound so incredibly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna ask you anyway, Alex, who's, who or what is your fuck fuck this week? <laughs> the squirrel. <laughs> I kind of knew this was coming. <laughs> yes. So let me bring you listener into our apartment yesterday evening i was skyping with a friend we haven't seen each other in quite some time so yeah just hanging out and it was around 11 paula who was just watching a horror movie dr sleep is it called yeah it was dr sleep yeah and i, I hate horror movies so i would not watch them with her which is like i mean it's fine yeah so yeah. she was walking into my room we were talking just like being like oh yeah well how was your evening how was your evening how was the film blah blah she starts telling me about the film i already get immediately uncomfortable because i hate <laughs> horror movies and my imagination is like i will be haunted tonight and i had my window open because the like my the air in my room was really bad and i needed some oxygen suddenly We're just talking and suddenly you hear a squeaky noise. <laughs> and both Paula and I immediately start screaming and are like, the squirrel. For context, we have squirrels in the garden behind our, like the house where our apartment is in. And sometimes in the middle of the night, they're, I think, on the attic or in the walls. I just really hope they're not in the walls. I just hope they're <laughs> like in the attic and just, and you hear these noises these squishy squishy noises and it always sounds like they're carving their way through the i don't know the roof or through your walls and it's just like so fucking scary so um there's been some moments where i woke up and i was i thought oh well freddy krueger is coming for me <laughs> so and it's not like it's a bad thing or anything it's just the day was just like peak and yeah that's why it's my fuck fuck and it's, it's it makes me sound like the biggest idiot you're like yeah <laughs> Like homophobia, panphobia, biphobia. And I'm like, yeah, but have you lo ever looked at a rodent? <laughs> so yeah, that is my fuck fuck. I, I mean, at day light, they're my dudes. At night, they're my fuck fucks. Because yeah. it's fucking scary. It was really scary. Yeah. I was there. It wasn't great. No. no. We were, I, I thought this is like, this is it. The squeaky noises and the weird ass <laughs> scratching. And I was like, okay, now it's here. It's gonna ex-murder us. So, um, yeah. Paula, happy notes, happy thoughts. Who's your, or what is your dude? My dude this week is kind of a little bit connected to it, to be fair, to your, to your fuck fuck. It's a podcast and it is the podcast that I listened to last night while I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth <laughs> because I didn't want to hear any squirrel noises anymore. <laughs> It's, um, yeah, the podcast is called Marveling at Marvels, Marvels, and the dudes um, are doing a tremendous job and explaining 
a Marvel character, an event, a movie, some kind of comic arc um, every single week. Um, at the moment, it's John, Jonathan, and Joseph, and both of them are just and like for a time they had like a third um, member who unfortunately yeah. had to stop the podcast. It was a very sad time, but yeah, like I think they're doing a tremendous job. They're funny as heck, and the term fuck fuck was actually you know we the um, we established it in our podcast in honor of John, one of the hosts, because he used it once to describe some, I think it was like corrupt senators in the US who are taking money from the NRA. And I mean, our fuck fucks usually aren't as severe. They're not actual, you know, gun sporting, stupid fucking corrupt idiots who ruin everything for everyone. But sometimes they are and sometimes they're a squirrel. But yeah, no, Um, I've been listening to them a lot. I like I'm up to date on the episodes, but like I've started mm-hmm. to re-listen to some of them because because Alex and me have had the <laughs> amazing, great, the bestest idea to rewatch the alternate timeline X Men movies, <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> wait, none of this makes sense. And you know, like the like Mama, like marveling at Marvel's Marvels, they have quite a few episodes on like different X Men, like characters and also like on a team or two like and also you know on the um on like some comic arcs and I was like yeah maybe I'll learn something if I re-listen to them I did not but (laughs) that's you know it was really 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 entertaining so yeah um anyone out there who's not just into Star Trek but maybe also into Marvel give them a listen because they're hilarious and informative most of the time they're my dudes. Most of the they time, they make yeah. my life better. Sometimes they have the hot dog. Hot they have dog. Hot dog. <laughs> 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 yeah, that only makes sense for true Marmarma fans. No, just like I don't know which episode it was. Otherwise, I would be like, yeah, listen to that episode. I don't remember which one it was. Me neither. So you have to listen to all the 170 of them to find out. <laughs> okay, no, that's a that's a great one. I mean, yeah, they're amazing. Okay, do you want to know my dude? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> you're like, who's no, you? actually, I don't. Why do you no. keep talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, Alex, who's your dude? <laughs> My dude is um, Emma Swan from Once Upon a Time. And the reason, like, the entire show is my dude, except for se- season seven, which just was an atrocity. But um, season one to six are like, this is a show we're currently, I'm rewatching Paula's watching it for the first time. And um, it's something I started watching in 2012, I think, and have been watching for the entire run of the show, except for season seven. I never finished that one because it wasn't great. Um, and it's basically mm, uh, fairy tale characters due to curse brought to life in our world. And the main character, the protagonist is Emma Swan. She is, um, and her son Henry, who's about 11 years old, appears at her door and is basically, you need to come rescue, like rescue the entire town of Storybrooke because these are fairy tale characters. You're the daughter of Prince Charming and Snow White and we need your help. And the entire show is just like, I don't know, I never realized, now that I'm rewatching it, I never realized how much I love these characters. Um, I'm always like, I'm vibing with all of them. Like even the <laughs> evil Knievel ones, I'm like, yeah, they're amazing. Um, and it's just like, Emma is a really complex character, but I, I mean, it's what you do when you're a child. Like when you're a teenager, you model your personality and your identity around other people. 
whether they are real people or fictional. And I have to say, I've kind of realized that I modeled a lot of my personality when I was a teenager around Emma Swan. Like, kind of still do. Which is just like, yeah, it's what happens. So, yeah, that's why she is my dude. Because it just, it brings me so much joy. And it's, like, one of the funniest things when Paula starts talking. And this is one thing, one fun fact about Paula. She manages to start talking always in the most important scene of the episode. <laughs> so I'm always sitting there like, stop talking. <laughs> because I don't know why. But she manages to find the emotional, the best acted, the funniest moment and just talk about something that she found on her phone. And it's not even that I'm like, stop doing it because it's actually kind of hilarious. But at the same time, I'm like, can you please just listen? Just listen for that. And then I, I you can talk again. <laughs> so, yeah, this is my dude. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. I mean, we've seen... About one and a half seasons now, right? One and a half ish. Yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah. And I gotta say I really like the show. This is yet another fandom or another show that Alex has dragged me into. She has indoctrinated <laughs> me. Like yeah, and I always what, just what we do. We just talk Yeah, yeah, you do. That's is what you do. Like we talked about that the other day and I was like, What can I watch with Alex that she hasn't seen? But the thing is, either I don't wanna subject her to whatever I've watched because it's so bad and I like know that it's so bad she wouldn't have any fun with it or she's seen it all before and sometimes it's both you know like yeah. when we watched the last season of Supernatural together it was both oh, in that yeah. moment it was both it was no oh, that was bad that was so bad yeah. uh, there was a moment in um the last episode of Supernatural there's the last very last shot is on some random bridge somewhere in, in Canada I would assume Canada Yes, and we were watching Once Upon a Time, and Paula was just like, "Oh my God, that's the supernatural bridge because it's a troll bridge in the show," and I almost had a nervous breakdown. I almost started crying in that moment because I was like, "I cannot do this again. I cannot. I cannot have supernatural again. No." And there was something else. I think that was also in Supernatural. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Me neither. But yeah, it was so bad. And like Supernatural is one of the. Like, it's one of the funniest and most traumatizing <laughs> events of 2020. <laughs> like, I still have not recovered. If you don't know what's going on, like, I cannot explain. But, yeah. Google it or put it into YouTube. You'll find you'll find some videos. Yeah, it's quite funny, but traumatizing. So, yeah, yeah, maybe one day you will find something that I have to watch that you have already seen. Maybe one day. One day. But, yeah, to be fair, I watched so much TV when I was younger. Like, I covered a lot of ground when I was younger. Oh, yeah. 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 But okay. This was Montgomery Scotty. Um, anything, oh. any last words to about him? He's the best. Scottish people are amazing. You go, Scots. Yeah. If you want to have independence from the European Union. Oh, not from the European. If you want to come to the <laughs> European Union and want to have independence from England, we're here to take you back. We support you. Please do, because then it's easier for us to move there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, um, I think now I will tell the people what um, our social media handles are. Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing I re just remembered. Um, if you've listened to the Russian episode about Pavel Chekhov, I, I accidentally switched up some um, numbers. Yeah. I completely forgot to like rectify this. Um, there's not 450 million people living in Russia. It's 140 million people. I... Like, it helps if you can read your own notes. <laughs> and looking back, I was so confused why there were 450 million people living there, but only 140 <laughs> of them spoke Russian. 
<laughs> so my apologies for that. Um, so yeah, our social media handles are, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram under deep underscore space underscore gay. And if you want to write us an email about anything and everything, you can um, hit us up under deep.space.gay at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, people stay safe and stay, try and stay sane. It's what we try to do, but we are failing every day. Um, yeah. yeah, hit us up if you need someone to talk to and then we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.